1: I don't know about y'all, but I am hyped to the (laughs) muck. I'm hyped up with spirit and all that jazz. Thank you. That was awesome. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. um, Laurel said that was a fun song to do. It's a fun song to hear as well. Welcome everybody to our uh, Sunday service. I am so excited to be here with you all and uh, to welcome you. As Lauren said, it is kind of cold and snowy out there. But I'm warmed up now. (laughs) I'm going to begin with our announcements, and then we will continue with our service. First of all, I want to thank everybody who participated in the new members service last Sunday. It was very beautiful. I want to, uh, to the new members, welcome to our spiritual family. And to those of you who dedicated yourselves, thank you for affirming your commitment to our spiritual community. And to all of you, you all included... I want to tell you how much I love you and how, much, how honored I am and feel to be a part of such a loving spiritual community that is committed to God, each other, and the world. And then today we are having our fellowship gathering uh, again. It will be at 11 a.m. after service on Zoom. And so I'm, I'm going to do a couple recordings and I'll meet you there. So just go ahead and get started without me. I'll be there. I'm looking forward to seeing your smiling faces. It's time, for our, um, renew, it's time to renew your membership at Unity of Farmington Hills, So especially because we need to update our records and we need to prepare for our annual meeting. And also, since we have increased in our size, I need to have an accurate membership count so that I can send it to... Uh, Unity Worldwide Ministries when I do my annual minister's report. So please, please, please go to Unity of Farmington Hills, click on About Us. When that form opens up, which is the membership form for 2020, go ahead and fill it out. Click Submit, and you're done. Easy peasy. (laughs) And our annual meeting is in two weeks. It will be on February 13th at 1130. So we're not going to have the social gathering that day. We're going to be doing our annual meeting at 11.30 on Zoom. Please complete the annual membership form by February 6th so that you will have uh, privileges to vote in the meeting on our budget, and we're gonna be voting in new members for the board as well. And then there'll be several other things on the agenda, but please go ahead and fill out your membership form so you can have your rights in that meeting. For all the Zoom links to our weekly activities, our meetings, our events, to get access to our Veterans page and our Nextdoor pages. Please go to Unity of Farmington Hills um, and, or read through our weekly newsletter, which Matthew always sends out on Friday afternoons. Everything's in there as well. If you want to sign up for our newsletter and, and email blast in case you haven't received them, or if you need to change your email address, please go to our website and fill out that form on the bottom of the homepage. It'll update your email automatically. To schedule an appointment with me, to talk with me, or to pray with me, please email me at seniorminister@unityfh.com at unityfh.com, or you can call me, 248-737-9191. I'm available after hours, so if I don't answer, please leave a message. I will call you back. You can also email your prayer requests to our prayer ministry at prayerchaplains unityfh.com. Again, that's prayer chaplains at unityfh.com. And all prayer requests will be sent to Silent Unity after we prayed over them for a month. They'll be sent to Silent Unity to be held in vigil for another 30 days. So you get double the prayer. I want to thank our prayer chaplains, Roxanne Berry, Lynette Kelly, and Eileen Limburg. Ladies, I am very grateful for your sacred service to our spiritual community and to our prayer ministry. Well, this concludes our announcements for today for short and to the point this week um what, what I, now as we listen to our music team sing surely the presence let us prepare our hearts and our minds to hear the daily word and our opening prayer So the daily word for today, January 30th, 2022, is world peace. Perfect word. And the affirmation reads, I envision all people living in harmony. The message reads, sometimes I wonder about my place in a world that is changing so rapidly. I realize that many of the world's people may be wondering the same thing. Change can be scary, especially when I feel as though I have to navigate a shifting landscape alone. I expand my awareness and wonder whether others are feeling the way I do. Feeling fearful or insecure can overwhelm feelings of peace. As peace seems further and further away, it's easy to drift into isolation and discord. I pray reclaiming peace by feeling my divine in- identity as a child of God. I remember that all people share this divine identity. I include all the world's people in my prayer, envisioning us coming together in harmony to create a peaceful world. And today's scripture comes from Hebrews chapter 12, verse 14, and it reads, Pursue peace with everyone, and the holiness without which no one will see the Lord. Let us pray. So I invite you to gently close your eyes with me and take a deep breath. Let your attention float down into the center of your chest. We do this to center ourselves in the prayer. that one power, that one presence, the only power, the only presence, the only activity that has in our lives and in the world. You are God, the good omnipotent, absolute good, absolute tune into the consciousness of good we open our minds up to experience your presence within us deeply we surrender what we think we know that we open up to a deeper a deeper understanding a deeper awareness of your presence within we hear your word, hear your message. Knowing that it is the Christ within that's going to bring it forth. It is the Christ within that will help us to understand it and synthesize it in our world. It is the Christ within that will guide us to live in our lives. And as we just take a little bit of time to tune into that feeling of God, we let our spirit open up more deeply. We let our heart feel with love. We let our minds release all the hustle and bustle of the day. And just tune in just for a little bit. To that still small voice. So I invite you to breathe in deeply. And exhale deeply. Take another deep breath in, and exhale deeply, and just continue to take deep, slow breaths, relaxing your mind, relaxing the inner space within you, and relaxing your body. Breathe in love deeply and exhale I release, I let go, I let God. and and God as we continue to tune into your energy for the rest of this service to feel your presence deeply we thank you for your mighty gift of love which is what we feel we feel that love within us and we thank you for your presence that we can tune into at any time during the day in the mighty name and nature of the indwelling Christ we pray Thank you, God. Amen. Thank you, Nicholas. That was beautiful. And now let us affirm our statement of being together God is all, both invisible and visible. One presence, one mind, one power is all. This one that is all is perfect life. Perfect love and perfect substance. I am an individualized expression of God. I am ever one with this perfect life, perfect love, and perfect substance. And feeling as high as we are, let's go ahead and affirm our UFH growth affirmation, knowing that it is working. Yay, God, for that. Together, we give thanks for our expansive congregation that fills our halls, sanctuary, and classrooms with seekers of unity truth, fills our hearts with love and joy, and provides us with all of the necessary resources to co-create a loving and compassionate, spirit-filled world. Thank you for affirming that with me. Now we're gonna have our first special song entitled, Trusting You," led by Laurel. you for that Laurel and music team you know it took me a long time to get to that place where that song I will trust in you and um you sing it so beautifully Thank you, Laurel. Thank you all for that. Um, I'm I'm moved because I know how long it took me to trust in God and to let things go oh man so I, I'm trying to let I'm trying to let this crying go <laughs> So maybe I'll share my joke. <laughs> so this old lady, this uh, old lady was pulled over by a police officer. She was driving 35 miles per hour on a freeway. And so the police officer came up to her, and she she's a sweet old lady. And he said, do you, you realize why I'm pulling you over? She said, no. He said, you're going 35 in a free, on the freeway. She said, yeah, yeah, I am. That's what the sign says. It says, I 35, go 35. He, he says, no, ma'am. After he chuckles a little bit, he says, That's the name of the freeway. It's Interstate 35. The mile, the, uh, you, you go 75 miles per hour on this highway, on this freeway, and you'll see it, the sign. She said, Oh, that's what that is. So he happened to peek inside of the car and he saw the passenger in, in, beside her and the ones in the back seat. They were trembling and white as a ghost. And he goes, What's the matter with them? She said, Oh, I just got off an of I-290. <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine can you imagine an old, <laughs> an old lady speeding, <laughs> speeding by you <laughs> with four other old ladies in the back <laughs> in the car? I was just imagining that it reminded me of a time that my brother had a Mustang GT. And um, he always wanted to raise someone. And we were on our way to college. We went to U of D time, and he and I were in the car, and there was a car next to us. It was a nice little sports car next to us, and he was, um, use this one, is that, okay, is this turned off? Okay, is that better? I apologize in case you couldn't hear me. Is that better? Okay, good, thank you. Anyway, he was, he was at the light, and we were about to go, and a car drove up to him, had tinted windows, and revved his engine, so my brother revved his engine, and the other car revved his engine some more. So my brother revved his engine, and then when the light turned green, that car sped off, and we did it, because my, fa- my brother knew he'd get in trouble if he was speeding <laughs> with my father. But when we caught up to the car, it was an old lady in the car. <laughs> she had rolled down our window, and she winked at us and sped off, and that was kind of cute. That was kind of cute. So this joke reminded me of that. Okay, so anyway. Let's get into today's talk. So we have been, man, it's hard. I gotta use, I, I'm used to using my hands. It's hard using this, this mic, but we'll, we'll let it do what it do. So we've been talking and studying the Sermon on the Mount that Jesus preached years and years ago, and you can find it in Matthew chapter 5, 6, and 7. And we are right now finishing up chapter 6. And the title of my talk today is Where Is Your Faith? Which is perfect what we're dealing with. I love how God has a perfect timing because a lot of times when I'm setting things up, I don't realize that it's all in the divine plan of God until I'm actually in the midst of it. So, where we are right now, in Matthew, Matthew chapter 6, verse 25 through 34, Jesus has already talked about where your treasure lies is where your heart is. Those things that are most important to us is where our treasure is what we treasure in life, and that's where our heart is. And he's already told us to treasure up those things that you can store in heaven, to have your heart be an awareness of heaven. And as you treasure up, what you're treasuring up is your experiences with God, your awareness of your consciousness of your relationship with God. And he also goes into talking about having the eye be the light of your body, which means that as your eyes are focused on God, You're focused on coming from a higher perspective. Everything you see is seen through the light of God. And then he talks, goes in and talks about last week, we discussed that you cannot serve two masters. And I asked the question, which master do you serve? Is it the master of God, the spiritual realm, or is it the master of the physical realm? And when we serve the master of the spiritual realm, everything falls into place. And so in this, in this rest of this chapter, 6 verses 25 to 34. Jesus talks about, he starts off by saying, that is why I tell you, man, uh, I am gonna have to keep this this way. That is why I tell you not to worry about everyday life, whether you have enough food and drink or enough clothes to wear. Isn't life more than food and your body more than clothing? Now, when we look at this deeply, as I was thinking about this, I was realizing that sometimes it's not even just the clothes, the food, and the, um, what we have to drink. It's the money to get those things that we worry about and focus on. So it's all the things in the material world, but it's also the ways and the means in which to get them, the resources that we need to get them. And we do sit and worry about it. And it's three, three major com- um, points that Jesus is saying in this section of Scripture that I want to cover. The first part is, he says here that isn't your life more than food and your body more than clothing? So we spend a lot of our life focused on how we're going to eat, how we're going to clothe our bodies, and what we're going to drink. But we don't spend a lot of our lives, when we're focused on that, worrying about how we're going to live our life. Your life is more important than that. And especially to God, who created you to have a relationship with the spirit within the God that dwells within you, the creator of, your, of you, which is the creation. And when we spend our life worrying about other things, it is so powerful how it can contaminate and damage our lives. It causes arguments. It causes issues in marriages. Do you know one of the major, we- one of the major purposes or uh, reasons for divorce is financial difficulty? Arguing about finances. Worrying about Finances. But when we take that worry and we put the focus in our life and how we'd like to live our life and who is the true master of our life, then we focus on God. We focus on how you're living. And one of the things when I read this that really hit me, hit home for me and made me seriously treasure my father and his teachings was I remembered back when I was in high school, I was a senior in high school, and my father had just bought my mom a van. It was a really nice van. And he let me drive it, and I was, it was the day of the prom. My brother and I were on our way to Northland, and on our, well, we were on our way home from Northland. I had, pick, had to pick up a couple things for the prom, and it was raining really hard that day, and I hydroplaned. I was trying to pump my brakes, but I ended up hydroplaning in, front, in the back of this um, Mustang GT. It was a brand new Mustang. I'm, I'm seeing a theme here with the Mustangs and the speeding, <laughs> and I wasn't speeding, but I hydroplaned into it. And my brother and I were so scared with my, that my because we called my father to have him come. He, we were so nervous that he'd be upset that we got a little bit of a dent in the back in the front bumper of the van. And when he got out the car, he did run and say, "Where are my kids? Where are my kids?" And we're like, "Okay, here it comes." And he said, "Hey, are you okay? Are you okay?" We're like, "Yeah, Daddy, but the van." He said, "I don't give a damn about that van." He said, "Your life is more important. I can get another van, but." I can't. I can't get another one of you. Your life is more important. And when I read this piece, it made me realize that life is more important than the clothes you wear, than what you eat, than what you drink. And the more you focus on your spiritual life, it covers all of that. And, my, and we've had several, in my life I've had several accidents, or one, um, several times, my brother one time totaled his car And my father stayed consistent that we can get another car, but we can't get another life. And it mattered more than ever when my eight-month-old nephew died on Christmas Day, 1996, in a car accident. We could have got another car, but we could not get that life again. So I, I also agree. I also agree with this saying, isn't life more than your body, than your clothing, than the food you eat. Isn't it more important to live a life that's focused in love, that's focused in treasuring, respecting each other, and respect, respecting the treasure, the most powerful treasure that you have in this world, is your life. Your life. He goes on to say, look at the birds. They don't plant or harvest or store food in barns, for your heavenly Father feeds them. And aren't you far more valuable to them than they are? So when you look at that, and then he goes on to say, can all your worries add a single moment to your life? So there's two more things in there that are important. The first one is that your life is more important than the physical material life is more important. The second thing is that God has everything covered, that every single thing in creation every single thing is cre- in creation is cared for by our creator. That God has the answer. God has the solution. God has the way in every single thing that worries or concerns you. And so if you tune into God and get that answer, why worry? And that's the other thing. So your life is more important than anything physical. God cares for you even more than the birds and the lilies of the field. So everything in creation already has God caring for it. So everything you need is already there. And the other thing is worrying doesn't change a thing, but it does amplify everything. So it amplifies the tension, the stress, the concern, the arguments, all of that. It can act, actually cause a whole lot of turmoil in a marriage. Unless you take that worry and turn it to God, give it to God, knowing that it is not worth arguing, it is not worth worrying, it is not worth using that to, to, to destroy your inner, because even the energy of it, as I was looking at... Um, David Hawkins, Map of Consciousness. And he talks about when you go through worry w- worry, and the lower vibrational emotions, how they can destroy, the frequency of them can actually destroy the, the feeling of health and wellness inside of us. It also changes our consciousness. Everything is skewed by that worry, that turmoil, and that, those issues. God is saying here, can all your worries add a single moment to your life? And another scripture, another verse says a cubic to your, to your uh, height. And the point is, there's no reason to move into worry when you have faith in God. Where is your faith? If your faith is caught up in this world then you will automatically move into distress, worry, tension. And all things trying to figure it out on your own. But if your faith is in God, let's think about that for real, for real. When your faith is in God, your automatic response is not worry. Your automatic response is not concern your automatic response is, thank you, God. Why? Why thank you, God? Because you know that in each circumstance, no matter what it is, even and especially when it's a challenging circumstance, God's presence is always there, and God has something even more mightier than what we could attribute or imagine in God's way of solving that problem for us. Like, for real, do you know that? Like for real, when you think about that, do you believe that? Like the birds don't worry about where they're gonna get their food, for real. Plants don't worry about how they're gonna be watered or the sunlight. There's an instinctive knowing inside of the DNA of animals and nature that just moves along the flow of nature. But in human beings who have been given the ability to decide, to think, to reason, and to have a relationship with God. We're the ones that are destroying this world. We're the ones that are destroying this world by, with our greed, with our worry, with our concern, with our stress, with trying to figure it out on our own. It goes on to say, and, worry, uh, and why worry about your clothes? Look at the lilies of the field and how they grow. They don't work or make their clothing. Yet Solomon, in all his glory, was not dressed as beautifully as they. And if God cares so wonderfully for wildflowers that are here today and thrown into the fire tomorrow, he will certainly care for you. Why do you have so little faith? Now, this is the thing with the little faith issue. When our faith is in the material world, there is no faith in God. There's no experience, there's no part of you that has faith in God. That's why Jesus said you cannot serve two masters because they are total opposite. So when I'm focused and distracted on this world and all the things that I need to consume in this world, my mind is not on God. And my mind is abundantly caught up in the limitations, my own capacity, my own limitations. And so when I hit a war, hit limitation or or hit an issue, and I can't figure it out on my own, the moment that I can't figure it out on my own is when we go into stress. However, when we live in a consciousness where our life, our faith is in God, is only in God, in the song that Laurel sang, I will trust in you, if you truly commit yourself to God, that will be your mantra no matter what happens in your world. Amen? That will be your mantra. Whenever something happens, I will trust in you, God. Whenever a circumstance happens, I will trust in you, God. Whenever you go through a challenge in life, I will trust in you, God. Because then you know where your faith is. And you knowing where your faith is has nothing to do with God. God doesn't need to know that. God is absolute good, absolutely not changing, always prosperous, always divine health, always abundance. We need to know it so that we can co-create it with God. The second unity, the third unity, no, the second unity principle says that the Father and I are one. The third unity principle says, through thoughts held in mind, we produce after our kind. So we think the thing, God does the thing. We think the worry, God creates the turmoil. God does not change. Absolute law does not change our mind. God has given us the opportunity to change it on our own. So I say let's trust in God completely. I say, let's live a life where we have no doubt where our faith is, where no one else who even talks to you or looks at your life has a doubt where your faith is, where every single moment that you wake up, you are rededicating your life. You're rededicating, you're reaffirming your faith in God. That no part of you worries, no part of you doubts, no part of you even knows how to anymore because you've transmuted it into absolute trust and absolute faith in God. When you go on, it says, so don't worry about these things, saying, what will we eat? What will we drink? What will we wear? If you ever hear someone saying that, or if you ever find yourself saying that, your faith is in the material. You need to ask yourself, where is my faith? And shift your consciousness back to, I will trust in you, God. Because that doubt is damaging, not just to your world, but to your own inner body. It will transmute that light into darkness. That's why Jesus says to have the eye that is like the the, the eye of a lamp that lights you up. Because that is where you are healthiest. That is where you will have the highest quality of life. Why? Why? Because you know that whatever it is that you need in life, the the desire comes because the need is already there. The supply is already there. We have to trust this. We have to trust this. Even with the world the way it is right now. Even with everything that's going on right now. We have to trust that there is a healing. There is a remedy. There is a solution. There is a way there is prosperity. Every single thing you need, that supply is there. We have to trust it no matter what it looks like. And that is the difference between having the eyes to see and the ears to hear. It's also the difference between having the see it to believe it faith. A lot of us have the see it to believe it faith. We will hear something from God. We will hear that something's going to happen. We will hear that we're led to do something, and we don't see it, so we don't believe it. Jesus is here saying, that those things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers. But your heavenly Father already knows all your needs. So when we are told something or we have a feeling or we have a desire, or we have a need to that, that it needs to be satisfied, your Father already knows your needs. Let me say that again. Your Father already knows your needs. Let me say it one more time. The Spirit in you that you are one with, already knows what it is that you need, that you desire, and as a matter of fact, has planted that desire inside of you so that it may be manifest in this world. It is up to us to do what verse 33 in chapter 6 of Matthew says, seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously, and he will give you everything you need. The desire, the need, the solution, the healing, the awareness, the, the everything, the resolution, everything, the reconciliation, everything is already there waiting for us to seek it, to seek the presence of God in the circumstance, in the situation, and in your life. And when you do, you co-create because you give God permission to give it to you. So what does it mean, seek the kingdom of God above all else? It means to look past the circumstances of what's going on. To completely find the truth in the situation. To completely see that God is there no matter how it looks. And to completely act as if you know it. That's the fifth unity principle. First, you seek the truth, which is the fourth unity principle. Aligning our minds with God through affirmations, denials, prayer, and meditation. If you do not have a strong relationship with God, I promise you, seeking the kingdom, seeking God will not be the first thing that you do. We are created. Let me say that again. We are created. We are created as individualized expressions of God. Do you know what that means? Seriously, like, do you know that you are God, that the God in you Is waiting to manifest on such high levels beyond what you could ever imagine. And all we have to do is seek for that to occur. Seek it every morning. Develop a stronger, and you will hear me say this over and over and over again, because that is the only way for us to live our highest and greatest good, is to be, to know, to understand, and to love the Spirit of God within you. And when you walk that truth that you know, you are living righteously. It means to live in right relation with God, yourself, others, and the world. Does that make sense? Then when you go down to verse 34, it says, So don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring its own worries. Today's worry, today's trouble rather, is enough for today. Stay focused in the now moment. Know beyond a shadow of a doubt that your life is more valuable in the eyes of God. Why is your life more valuable in the eyes of God than anything material? Because your life is the very spirit of God living and moving and having its being in you. As you live, move in your personality and have your being in it. That is the only part of you that keeps you going is the divinity inside of you. That is why it's more important than anything physical, because it's the actual presence of God in you. You are holy beings, holy beings. Where you are sitting right now or standing right now is holy ground. And when we realize that the presence of God dwells inside of us and like really move into knowing that beyond a shadow of a doubt, you will never wonder where your faith is. You will know how valuable your life is. You will know that there's no need to worry about anything. And you will also know that every single being that is created is cared for by God. Has, and that God is ready to demonstrate that in your life. I remember when I was younger, and I used to act, tell my daddy, um, he would say we're about to do something. or I remember when we were planning to go on a trip. And he had us all have our own little duties and everything. And I was worried. I was like, Daddy, well, how are we going to pay for this? How are we going to pay for that? He said, are you doing your duty? I said, yes, I am. He said, well, let me worry about that. Let me take care of that. Let me plan that part out. And I said, okay. And I had a lot of worries about this and that. And my father always said, that's not your job to worry about. That's mine. Let me focus on that. Let me worry about that. Well, I'm telling you that your heavenly father is here, doesn't worry because already is that what you need that what you desire to be and waiting to manifest in your world but you got to stop worrying and shift your faith from the material world into the presence of God oops hit myself in the face hit the <laughs> seek the kingdom of God seek that relationship with God and as you look at others no matter how they are acting Only see the God in them. It will be difficult sometimes. No matter what, seek it, know it, be it, believe it, receive it, and walk in the consciousness of God. Stay in this now moment and always ask yourself where is your faith? My faith lies in God. Together? My faith lies in God. I will trust in God. Together, I will trust in God. And do you know it? Yes? Do you believe it? Yes? Will you walk as though you know it? Yes. And as you do that, God will be moved more powerfully in your life as well. Let me just lift up a prayer while the music team comes in place. So, God, as we open our hearts, our minds, our souls, our bodies, our very circumstances to you, we commit to trust in you. We commit to our deeper level of faith in you. We know, we know, we know that it is you that supplies every need, that even the need that needs to be supplied is actually you. So we will seek the kingdom of God. We will seek your righteousness. We will live the truth that we know. Thank you, God. Amen. Now we'll have our second special song entitled History, and it'll be sang by, led by Lauren.
0: It's been a bad day, you've been looking back. Can't see is everything you wish you could take back. All your mistakes, a world of regrets, all of those moments you would rather forget. I know it's hard to believe. Well, let me refresh your memory. Cause yesterday is history and history is miles away so leave it all behind you let it always remind right where you fell the hardest part is forgiving yourself but let's take a walk into today and don't let your
1: History is in the making. Oh my gosh, I like that song. Nice, nice, nice. And isn't it, I love, what is it, love created history? The day that love made made history is the day that love made you. That's beautiful. I love that. I love that. I love that. Thank you all. Well, let's go ahead and gently close our eyes and take a deep breath and bring to mind what we feel led to give for a love offering today. And then let's go ahead now and affirm our love offering blessing together. Divine love through me blesses and multiplies all that I have, all that I give, and all that I receive. Thank you, God. And remember that you can make your donations online at unityfh.com. Click on that donate button. You can do it through PayPal. You can do it through your credit card, or you can do it through your debit card. And also, remember to make your purchases through smile.amazon.com. Link it up to our church, and we will get proceeds from every purchase that you make. Y'all been getting some, we, our church has been getting some proceeds from my, <laughs> from my purchases. If you're mailing in your checks, mail them to Unity of Farmington Hills, 32500 West 13 Mile Road, Farmington Hills, Michigan, 48334. And then also, I wanted to remind you all that we do have our angel fund that you can donate to if you go to the website when you make your donations click on angel fund and then those uh proceeds will go those donations will go to our angel fund which we're using is our uh, benevolent fund for anybody in our church that's in need well let's go ahead and um do our our virtual prayer circle so just bring to mind anyone who you feel needs prayer and visualize us all in a prayer a circle Let's say a circle of 70 people. Visualize that. Call out the names of those who you think need prayer. And as you call out those names, I'll pray. So, God, as you hear these names being called out, we call them out with the trust and the faith that you are answering every single heart's desire, every single need, every single circumstance every single thing that concerns the people who we are praying with right now. We know that you are shifting their consciousness to have the total faith in you, the faith that we have as we stand in the gap for them, to bring forth their highest and greatest good. We thank you for answering that prayer. We thank you for answering it in your divine timing, in your divine order, and in your divine way. And we also thank you for the testimony that we are excited to hear from each and every one of them. In the mighty name and nature of the indwelling Christ, we pray. Thanking you for answering their prayers and ours as well. For blessing us all in unity of Farmington Hills and for blessing the world. Amen. And now let us affirm our prayer for protection together. The light of God surrounds us. The love of God enfolds us. The power of God protects us. The presence of God watches over us. Wherever we are, God is and all is well amen yay god and all that jazz now we're going to have our peace song joining in, participating in this beautiful Sunday service. We'll see you in the fellowship gathering. Go to our website, click on the link, and come into the Zoom. I'll be there in a little bit. Peace and blessings.
0: Thank you for listening to this Unity of Farmington Hills podcast. We hope this has encouraged you, inspired you, and uplifted you. If you are unable to attend our Sunday gatherings but would still like to support our spiritual community, visit our giving page, unityfh.com slash donate.